Thanks for listening to the Crosspoint Podcast. This is the Young Adults Ministry of the Franklin Road Baptist Church in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Here we desire to see this generation of young adults reached and revived with the gospel of Christ. We believe our generation has the opportunity to change the world as we know it. We'd love to have you join us on Sundays at 10 a.m. at Franklin Road Baptist Church. Our prayer is that our podcast will help you grow in your relationship with God. Enjoy the Crosspoint Podcast. The Christian life. So the foundational principles of the Christian life and how to do them. Um, a lot of times we hear what we're supposed to do, we hear why we're supposed to do it, but we don't always know how to do it. And so we started week number one with how to study the Bible. Second week was how to pray. Last week was how to worship. And this week we're going to be talking about how to deal with trials, how to deal with trials. You say, that doesn't seem like it would be that important to the Christian life. Let me kind of give you an introduction so that we don't have to do it in the actual lesson, okay? The reason that we put this in a short four-week series of Christian Growth 101 is because most of us are good at doing the right thing of studying our Bible, of praying, of worshiping God in the good times. And here's what I would say to, say to most of us in this room. I don't know that your faith can be taken seriously until you've also done those things in the difficult times as well. I don't know that you can honestly see the reality of who God is until you've also encountered Him in tough times. You see, most of us are pretty good at studying the Scriptures and studying the Bible when everything's just normal. We're normally pretty good when, about our prayer life when everything just kind of seems to be rolling along. We're normally even pretty good at showing up to church and worshiping and worshiping God privately when things are good. But when things get bad is when we really have an opportunity to show that we actually believe it. And so today we're going to just be talking about how to deal with trials, dealing with trials 101. So if you have your Bibles, look at James chapter number 1. James chapter number 1 is where we're going to be. We're just going to read really a couple of verses, but I think that um, out of all of the lessons in this series that this is going to be the one where we can actually pull a couple of thoughts right out of the verses. And so I want you to take note of them. I want you to make sure that you pay attention, maybe even go back and read them there on your own time at some point. But James chapter number one, verse two, which by the way, just to give you some background of the book of James, James is um, a book that we studied a couple of summers ago um, in a Wednesday night Bible study. James is writing to help Christians build their faith. He's helping them grow. He's helping them prove that what is inside them is actually accurate. Many times we know what we believe, it's just that when we manifest it or when we show it in our day-to-day -day lives, it doesn't always play out the same way. And so James is writing with that reason, so he says this in verse number two. He says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. Now let me just say this, the word temptations there is not necessarily referring about a sinful temptation, as much as it is a temptation that can pull you away from God. That does not always have to be sinful. That does not always have to be something that is based off of morality. Each and every day you are faced with temptations to where you can say, okay, I'm going to choose to do something that is going to pull me away from God, or I'm going to choose to ignore it and allow it to pull me closer to God. There are good things in your life that are not God things. There are good things that you can do that can ultimately 
if done long enough, can still pull you away from God because they're not the best thing that God has for you. So there are good things that are not God things. This is the temptations that he's referring to. Some of them are sinful. Some of them are just things that can creep in your life. Some of them are just, just things that are a part of our society. So he says, count it joy when those things happen. Well, why in the world would he say to count it joy? Verse 3, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience, the trying of your faith. Same word there, the word trying is the word as trials. But let patience have her perfect work, that ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering, for he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. Look back at verse number uh, three. Let's read that out loud together. Verse number three, ready, begin. Knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. The trying of your faith worketh patience. And then he goes on in verse number four and he says, And when patience is done, you'll be perfect, entire, and wanting nothing. So let's talk about how to deal with trials or how to deal with difficulties or how to deal with hard times or things that you don't necessarily understand. Let's talk about that today and we'll pray and ask God to help us. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for another opportunity to be in your house, Lord, to be in your word as a group. Lord, I pray that you would help us today. Lord, help me as I speak. Give me the words to say. Lord, help me to say that which you would have me to. Lord, I know that trials and sometimes the feelings and the things that we go through in this life are sensitive, uh, is a sensitive subject. But God, I pray that you would help us to view those things biblically. Lord, I pray that you would help us to view those things in light of your coming, in light of who you are. And God, I ask that most of all, that when you are said and done with something in our life, that we would have ultimately glorified you. That we would have pointed back to you. That we would have reflected you in our response to it. So that others may see you through us. In your name we pray. Amen. Trials are something that probably most of us are not on the short list to sign up for. Um, hard times are things that probably most of you do not say, well, I, Lord, give me something difficult because I think I'm ready for it. It seems like that it doesn't matter at what stage of life something difficult happens, that it's never the right time, right? We almost, in some ways, feel inconvenienced by difficult times. Like, God, of all times for my car to break down, it's now when I'm on my way to work and I'm 30 minutes late and, and this is what's going on and, and I, I can't do this and I can't do that and this is my last day that I need to miss or I'm going to be late for my exam. Of all days for it to happen, but the truth is, is if it broke down on your way to McDonald's, you would be just as inconvenienced, right? It's almost like that we have this feeling inside of us to where, well, everyone else can go through something difficult except for me. And when you look at Scripture, here's what I want you to really take note of. The whole of Scripture is really just a book of how different people handle difficult things. You can start in Genesis and look at how murder showed up really within the first couple chapters of Genesis. You can go to Joseph and see how he was treated poorly by family members. You can go through different stages of Scripture. You can read the book of Psalms and ride the emotional roller coaster with David. And the Bible is built off of how different people handled difficult circumstances. 
And here's what I would say is that most of us, and we probably all heard the quote, that either you're in a valley or you're in a difficult time or you're on a mountaintop getting ready to head toward, toward a valley. I don't know that I want to be that prophet of gloom who says that, but let me just say this. Life in general is difficult. And I think that for the generation sitting in this room, it's becoming more difficult day by day. While you might not be in a difficult time, while you may not be in something that you would classify as a trial or something that is basically pressing you, some of you have day-to-day struggles. And when we talk about trials, yes, we can talk about maybe one big thing, but the truth is, is that we all have those things in our lives that try us. We all have those things in our life that kind of push us, that press us, that burden us. Some of you, maybe it's a class schedule that you have this semester. That's trying. That, that, it makes you anxious. It makes you maybe a little bit skittish, makes you a little bit worked up. Maybe it's a job situation. Some of you, maybe it's a family situation or a relationship situation. Some of you, maybe it's finances. Finances are one of those things to where with every check of the bank account, it's like, oh, I didn't need to see that. Sometimes it's maybe just the day-to-day struggle of the things that you have in this life. Well, I've got this car, but it doesn't work. I've got this, but it doesn't do the way that... There are day-to-day struggles, and here's what I want you to see is that no matter what you classify your difficult times as, no matter if they're big to you and maybe small to someone else, no matter if maybe it's sickness in your family or just something to where you're nervous about something, you're anxious about the way that something's going to work out, no matter where you're at in that, let me assure you of this, that God knows about it. And when we talk about how to deal with trials, the greatest comfort that we can find is this, is that before it entered into your life, it had to go across God's desk. You see that with Job. God was not the initiator of Job's difficulties. Okay, Remember that. Sometimes I think that we like to assume that every difficult thing is something that God initiated. God was not the initiator of Job's difficult times, but he was the final approval, which means this, that if God approved it to come into your life, he trusted that you would be able to handle it, not because you could handle it in your own strength, but because you would look to God for his help and his strength. And when we talk about trials, the reason that we're saying this as a part of Christian Growth 101 is because everything that we've said up until this point is null and void if you can't do it in difficulty. If you can read and study your Bible when there's nothing going on, when there's no pressure in life, that's great. But as soon as pressure hits and you can't do it, you just said what you ultimately believe about God. If you can pray at moments where everything's great, Lord, thank you so much for this. Lord, thank you for providing in this way. Lord, I praise you for this. But then all of a sudden, the first sign of difficulty, God, are you serious? Why is this happening? And you abandon prayer, you abandon worship during difficult times. Here's what you just said to yourself, to God and everyone around you, is that what I believed in the good times is no longer what I believe in the difficult times. And so when we think about trials, when we look at how to handle them, the thing that we have to understand is that how you handle difficulty says what you believe about God. So the first thing that I want you to remember is this. Remember where it came from. 
Remember where it came from. In verse number two, he says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. On Wednesday nights, we've been studying the book of Philippians. We've been talking about finding joy. The book of Philippians and the theme of finding joy is so unique in that, in that book because Paul is writing it from prison. He's writing it from the shackles of a jail cell. So probably not the first place that most of us would go to look for joy. So when we think about trials, when we think about joy, how are we able to find that in the midst of difficulty? We have to remember where it came from. And here's what you need to recognize in your heart and in your life when difficult times come. Yes, there are things that you can probably, there are mistakes that you can make that puts you in difficult situations. But the unique thing about God and His omniscience is that God knew that you were going to make that mistake. And that opens up a whole other can of worms. Well, why do we pray? Why? Just listen for just a second. I think I can help you with that. Is that if the God who was willing to give us the trial or to approve the trial or to maybe let some sort of difficulty into your life, if He's good enough and great enough to allow it, I want you to listen to this, He is also good enough and great enough to solve it. And if you're not careful, you will see God as the lucky rabbit's foot that you rub when hard times come, rather than the presence that you seek in the midst of hard times. And sometimes what we are guilty of is, Lord, take this away rather than, Lord, be with me in this. Do you see how that's different? There are times in my life as a husband or as a father to where I wish I could take something away. But the truth is, is that is not within my power to do that. But I can be present in the midst of it. If my son or daughter is sick, I can't take that sickness away. But I can be present during it. And sometimes what we're guilty of in the midst of hard times, the midst of difficult times, is saying, Lord, just take it away. I don't want to deal with it. It's inconvenience in me. It's a burden that is too great to bear. It's something that I don't understand. Rather than just asking God to be present with me. Lord, feel your, let me feel your presence. Be here with me. Look at Psalm chapter number 23. When David writes Psalm 23, look at the amount of times he refers to the closeness, the proximity of God. And during trials, during difficulties, during hard times, I want you to catch this. That by remembering where it came from, you can also remind yourself of who is able to fix it of who is able to solve it, of who is able to be present with you. And if you go through this life looking for God in the midst of hard times, looking for God in the midst of dark times, you will struggle with difficulty. So first of all, remember where it came from. Secondly, remember why it came. Remember why it came. Verse number three, he says, knowing this, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. That the trying of your faith worketh patience. You go in for some sort of procedure, or maybe you go to see a doctor, or maybe you even just seek any type of consultation on anything. Finances, okay? 
there is going to be a goal that comes out of that, isn't there? If you have someone who's going to take their job seriously, they're going to look at you and say, okay, I know that this is where you're at, I understand that, but let's also look at what the possibility is that can come out of this. And if we're honest, most of our learning experiences occur best when we've been hurt the most, right? Normally we don't learn things in positive moments, do we? Normally we don't learn things because, man, I just learned how to make myself look good. No, normally it's like, I learned this because I just made myself look stupid, right? Something as simple as maybe how you, guys, how you get ready in the morning and you show up to work or you show up to class and it's like, whoa, what happened? Well, now all of a sudden I've learned the lesson that I don't walk out the door without looking in the mirror. Girls, maybe it's something else for you. You've learned the lesson probably through something difficult. Trials are the same way. And sometimes we don't really get a glimpse of how good God is and how much He's trying to work in our hearts and our lives until we've experienced the difficult. Until we've experienced maybe something that we don't understand. And so remember where it came from, but also remember why it came. It came so that the trying of your faith can work out something in your life. It came for your good, your growth, and God's glory. It came for your good, your growth, and God's glory. And if that is not the sole reason why we have been placed here, then let's just shut it down. Let's just stop. Let's stop pretending to do something that matters and just go do something else. Because if we can't handle something difficult for the Christ who saved us, who bled on a cross and died so that we could go to heaven and experience eternity without pain, then guess what? We've extremely missed the point of Christianity. So remember why it came, but then thirdly, remember what is coming. Remember what is coming. Verse number four, he says, But let patience have her perfect work, that ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. Remember what is coming. Sometimes we, we take almost a carnal look at pain, okay? Let me prove it to you. How many of you, you've gotten on Instagram or you've gotten on maybe Pinterest or you've seen on social media, Facebook, whatever, or maybe you've even heard like an interview with someone and they talk about how their success was the result of something difficult. You've ever heard anyone say something like that? There's probably some even little cheesy phrase out there that looks good on an Instagram quote and like as in, it's like blacked out in the back with like really bold white letters like my pain is my greatest gain or something cheesy like that and like a lion roaring or something, okay? And it talks about how that a lot of times gain and success is birthed out of pain. And sometimes here's what we want to do as Christians. We want to go through something difficult, and I want you to listen to this because this is very specific to Christianity, and I want to help you. Because sometimes here's where we're at in, in culture. We're on this little line in culture as, as young adults and as human beings to where we teeter-totter between earthly success and spiritual success. And so basically when we go through something hard, if something successful comes out of it, maybe even here on this earth, we're like, oh, God is good. Like, I was bankrupt, now I'm a millionaire. God is good. Well, what happens if you're bankrupt and you're not a millionaire? Is God not good? 
Do you see how that can kind of teeter on the, on the verge of, okay, well, I'm viewing this carnally, so watch this. What is coming is that you have a home in heaven. What is coming is that you will see Jesus face to face. What is coming is that your responsibility as a child of God and as a human being is that you glorify God. What is coming is that you will answer for your time here on this earth. The positive, the negative, the finances, the job, the education. You will answer for how you responded to that. And if you're not careful, when we say remember what is coming, you will look forward to what was coming here on this earth. Well, I'm going through this and I'm going through something. I'm going through a really hard class schedule right now. But guess what? When I get that diploma, success is at the doorstep. I'm going through something really difficult in my relationship with a boyfriend or with a girlfriend or with a family member, but when it's resolved, I'm starting a podcast. And you will mistake earthly success for spiritual success. And here's the way the Christian flips that coin. Is that when we are going through something difficult, we see it as a moment to look forward to what we have waiting for us in heaven. We see it as a moment to look forward to when we will answer for what we have done and how we handled things. And if you're not careful, you will come to the end of your life and you will have bragged about every time that you got yourself out of something rather than standing before God one of these days in heaven and saying, Lord, I'm thankful for how you led me through this. Read the book of Psalms. I was just uh, talking with someone this week. I can't remember who. I talked to too many people. I say too many words in the course of a week. But I was talking to someone this week, and I told them that during quarantine, I read the book of Psalms. Read the book of Psalms sometime and look at how David acts. Like It's almost like you can hear him like, oh no, I messed up again. I need, to I need God's help. You don't read a psalm, not one psalm, where David says, God, thanks for helping, but if it weren't for me, you wouldn't have had anybody to help. And sometimes that's our perspective. God, you're, you did a great job there, but if it weren't for me, really, would it have been that cool? If I didn't, have, if I didn't word it just right on Instagram, would people have even glorified you because of it? And somehow God is the one who does the work, but we're the one who gets the credit. So remember what is coming, and then the last thought is this, and we'll be done. Remember where to go. Remember where to go. Verse number five is probably one of my favorite verses in Scripture. He says, If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men, what's the next word? Liberally. Does that mean he just gives a little bit? No. How many of you sometimes just wish you could get a win in your prayer life? Anybody wish you could get a win? Okay, good. All of you guys are great prayer warriors. Congratulations, Charles Spurgeons. All right. How many of you, let's be honest, wish you could get a win in your prayer life sometimes? Like you've been praying for something, you're just like, I just wish I could see something happen. Verse 5. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men a little bit. No. Let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally. You want to win? 
ask for wisdom. You want to deal with a trial? Remember where to go. Let me just close by saying this and we'll be done. Sometimes we are better at talking to everybody but God about our problems, aren't we? Well, I'm just so stressed. Can we go to coffee? Sure. I'm just so tired. Can we take a nap? That's the way most of you are. Some of you already started on the nap time, all right? Well, I'm just so worried about this. I need to talk to someone. And by the way, talking to someone is I'm not trying to downgrade that, okay? But if you talk to people around you more than you talk to the God above you about your problems, you have missed it. And it's interesting to me that in the same really phrase, the same thought, that he says, count it all joy when you go through something difficult, because knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience, and patience eventually brings perfection, and perfection eventually makes you complete, it makes you entire, it makes you wanting nothing, that in the same breath that he says, and if you're lacking wisdom on it, you should ask God. And sometimes the way that this generation is built, we go through something difficult and we Google it. This past week, I was Googling something. I was Googling a how-to something for the house. And I said, does a, and I, all, that was all I got. And the three options that popped up, so like it gives like, it says, does a COVID test hurt? And does, there was something else, it was another thing, does something else hurt? And sometimes that's what we're, that's what we're guilty of doing. We're guilty of saying, oh, does this really happen? Is this this really how this works? Rather than just saying, God, I need your help. God, I need wisdom on how to handle this. God, I need direction. God, I need faith to get through this. And the reason that this is really the fourth leg of this series is like I already said, that if you can do the, the Christian things, the right things in hard times, then I can promise you that you will have an impact on those around you. You want to you make an impact on someone at work? Do what God wants you to do when it's hard. You want to make an impact on maybe your classmates? Show some signs of peace in the midst of their stress. Show some signs of calm and stability in the midst of a whacked out, loony, crazy, unstable world. And I promise you that all of a sudden, the Christian growth things that you were doing in easy times now will begin to show others who God really is and what you believe about Him in the midst of difficult times. With every head bowed and every eye closed, let's pray and we'll be done. Dear Heavenly Father, Thanks for listening. If this lesson is helpful to you, feel free to share it with someone else or let us know by emailing us at crosspoint at franklinroad.org. You can also check us out at frbc underscore crosspoint on Instagram and Twitter. We look forward to connecting with you again soon.